I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Craig Custance of The Athletic Joined. Oh, are you, are you dancing? Are you, it's like you have an intro music going. I like I, the energy this morning, Sean. I'm high, I'm high energy today, baby. I'm making high, up for... With a, a rare high energy appearance from Sean <laughs> Gentile. <laughs> I'm making up for being half asleep for the first 15 minutes of our interview with the wonderful John Butchergrass. Oh, we had a great talk with John Butchergrass. I, here's what seems to be happening with this podcast. We have we record the guests first. It goes really long because those are the best. And so then we're just basically like, hey, let's sandwich a couple of segments. Because really, the, 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 that's, the interview are the best. I love those. those this is I, like you're just you're just turning this into the full sixty this part is the two full 60. with me, <laughs> <laughs> with me, with, like me and the Artie Langer or whatever. That's right. Like I'm 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 in the booth like saying goofy stuff and and making mm-hmm. jokes and you're doing all the heavy lifting. That's the way. Is, that's the yeah, way. It that's all be. this is. It's like you know what would make the full sixty better if it was thirty minutes and <laughs> Craig and Sean stepped on each other asking questions. That's yeah. what would. <laughs> what, what was up? Okay, we, we there was were, a little bit of that. With, with I don't know Gucci. what was. I don't know what was going on with him because um, I, I think we both had stuff we wanted to ask him. Right? We were both really is. excited to talk to John. Really, like legitimately, like we we both were like dying to ask questions. Never happens. Usually, Sean. Especially when you were on West Coast, when we did the, when you were in Seattle and we were recording um, that stretch, I forgot who, who the guest was. It was done. It was it was Don. It was Don Waddell. Oh, I, thought, I, Waddell. I think I think he was getting ready to send a send a wellness check to Seattle <laughs> just to make just to make sure I was okay. No, this is like this is the big story uh, of the first chunk of the season here, isn't it? Yeah, for us yeah. at least in the states, it is. Like what, the, the ESPN. Ret- yeah, absolutely. it's like we've we've hit it on it in this in this this podcast before when it happened, but like. Like the promos are better. I saw like I'm watching a Monday Night Football game, and there's a like the best hockey promo I've seen in the states in my lifetime. I no joke. I, I think I tweeted about this. Ironically, it was when I was in it was when I was in Seattle. I've become a freak who watches wrestling again. I've been watching AEW wrestling on on, mm-hmm. TN, on, TN, on TNT, uh-huh. and when I was watching that, 
in my hotel room. That TNT promo that they cut and that they showed whatever, like after a match or something. It was it was the first one. It was the first TNT, you know, shot like that. Yeah. And it was ten times better than anything we saw on NBC in fifteen it was years. Better. I got. I don't. And, and there's like what I, that sounds. I'm I'm not even I'm not even trying to be a smartass about it, right? Like that's mm-hmm. just that's the score. That's the way it is. Like this is the, it's already better. They're setting, they're kind of putting their their flag in the ground. I think it's I think it's clear that the quality is is absolutely going to be there. The commitment's going to be there. Yeah. And I think I think Bucci is a you know he's a great example of that because he's going to have the weekly show and he's going to have you know he's open to doing all sorts of stuff which 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 he'll talk about on on streaming and all that. It's a, it's a fun, it's a fun time. And it's not to sound like a shill for ESPN or Turner sports, right? My goodness. Don't forget. We work for the athletic, Sean. My goodness. uh, A rising tide lifts all boats, my friend. Amen. This is how, this is how, this is how we're all going to get rich is having Charles, (laughs) is having Charles Barkley talk about, talk about hockey games. No, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched about it. And Bucci was, Bucci was great. We got a we, we we got a scouting report on some of his on some of his new teammates there at the end. But he was he was a blast. Still waiting on my Donnie Meatball shirt to wear um, live. I'm actually, excited about that order. Um, I actually didn't. I actually didn't buy it yet. It's twenty. It's twenty nine ninety five. So I. It's I a like, good cost. What you were like? Uh, I'm I'm in for know. nineteen, but mm. I bought it. I bought it. Oh, hold on a second. I bought a twenty nine ninety five T shirt right got, here. Oh gosh, what is this? This is. Norm oh McDonald and Artie Lang. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was that Norm. was that, that was twenty that was twenty nine ninety five. So I, I gotta I got I gotta drop the money on the on I the hate pa- that it on took- the patron saint of of the of the athletic Americans hour. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> I hate that it take, took Norm McDonald dying for me to introduce him to the kids here. Yeah. But yeah. Cormac telling the moth joke is now my new favorite thing around the house. I don't know if you like the he he he'll be like hey. Uh, Moth goes to a podiatrist, and, and, Cormac, uh, the, and, he, and he goes through the whole thing. What, uh, what's, what's going on, Gregory? Oh, Gregory, Gregory. Uh, Every day of my existence, and he go, and like he just lo- he, like he thought that was the funniest thing, and and so now he's telling it, and now like the just the concept of the you know the long build up to a, a dumb punchline. It's, All three it's, kids it's like unlocked it. All three, all three kids are tied for first place, but that's a major. That's it. That's, that's a major. That's a major. That's a ma- that's a major move for, from, from Cormac and in, 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 in Uncle Sean's direction. Oh my gosh! I, I want you, the listener. I'm speaking now specifically to the listener, not Sean. I'm, I'm breaking <laughs> through the when when um, Bucci does a sh- is going to be doing a show called The Point. When Sean asks him about that show, I want you to count how many times Sean uses the word point. Um, not even in reference to the name, but point of view he works it in. It's a good point. I wanted to raise the point. I want to, if, 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 the one if time. we were pre- pre- paying producer Jeff real money, he would put a little bell with every point. I, I was, was like. Was it? I didn't even it realize was I did it. Oh, I thought it God. was, I thought it was, I thought you were like doing a bit. I'm like. No, the one time I, the one time was a bit, but I, I didn't, it sounds like I was closing, I was closing on double digits there. That wasn't. I think you might, we'll have to go, listen, put it in the comment section, whoever counts. I want to, I want to know. I'm not going <laughs> to, oh, I won't go back Love and it. listen, but Love I do want to know how many times he worked pointing to the question. Um, okay. We're, we're like, hey, let's do a nice tight first segment before we get, and we haven't even started. So here's what we're going to do in our telling, first segment. Telling There's the two, moth joke. Telling the tell, let's do a taste <laughs> first segment by telling the longest joke and going to O'Brien history. Um, 
And if you ha- Google that, if you're not familiar with what yeah. we're talking about, Google the moth and Norm Macdonald and, and then imagine a 10-year-old telling it at dinner. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's so good. Couple things we wanted. To, I saw Lundquist. I'm not a big, you know, Jersey retirement, whatever. Like everyone does yeah. it, but you know, they announced Lundquist is going to have his uh, Jersey retired. And, um, and sh- wh- why that was important? It's going to happen January 28th uh, at MSG when uh, Rangers play the Wild. Um, but Sean and I just have had the like that. That was you know Henrik's career was right in the in the heart of both of us out mm-hmm. covering the biggest games together so i think we both were like oh lundquist like that's one of those guys like it's gonna be the same thing with sid and, and ovi and who we talked about with john but we, we've covered some amazing lundquist games so before we get to that interview i do want to say is there a is there a game that stands out to you that Henrik lundquist that you were at that you physically saw him it's the it's the triple overtime yeah, game the against the Same. Caps in DC in the in the semis in uh, twenty twelve. Uh, man, that was that was special for a lot of reasons. I, I you know it's, it's it was a two one win by the Caps, so obviously he was out of out of his mind during it. Ryan McDonough played you know eighty six minutes or however however long it was. I remember we got we a bunch of us got Chinese food. After after afterwards, <gasps> was that that night? Yes, at like four in the morning, we were and drinking. We had to convince we them dr- to bring beer back. We out were from drinking. The back. We were drinking beer out of a out of a teapot. I remember me. <laughs> it was, true. It, they had to hide it in a tea kettle. Yes, it was oh me, you, gosh. Dave Lozo, Katie Strang, Sarah Quack was there. It was just like it was a great group. Imagine and I, and that table. At four in the morning after us and, covering, and, and that was like, and that was like my first. That was the first series that I covered as a as a as a writer on the road. I think that was the that was the first that was the first game, right? So that was a that's that's memorable stuff, and I think that sort of speaks to, you know, the kind of career that Lund, that Lundqvist had. He had whatever five straight game seven wins, and I watched him. I watched him kill the Penguins here in 2014. Mm. That was that was a series that he. You know that he he never he never gave him a prayer in. So this this guy was, you know, a metronome I think for us. Like he he was the yeah. soundtrack. He was the soundtrack of a lot of of a lot of really important of a lot of really important stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna miss him. I I, I think it's yeah. a weird it's yeah. a weird sort of realization over the last couple months with him retiring. Like I don't know. It, it, it last year just felt fake. <laughs> For so many reasons, right? Like it, like it didn't count, and that everyone was taking a mulligan, and that everyone would be back, and it, and it's happened in a lot of cases, but you know, not with him. So the goodbye wasn't what anybody expected, but it's good to see that he's healthy and 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 ready to roll in the next phase of his life. But it was, it's a weird, it's a weird kind of, it's it's a weird sort of anticlimactic send off. Yeah, that was it. Was like whenever he won like a million game seven. There's that stretch. Mm-hmm. And I just hope people realize, uh, you know, just how great he was. I hope time is good to Henrik Lundqvist because he there, there was just a, that stretch where he was the best goalie in the league, and it, you know, it didn't happen in terms of a Stanley Cup, but you you knew, like, you just knew this guy was uh, on another plane. First first eleven seasons in the league, his his save percentage dipped below nine sixteen once. So he was mm. just he was rock solid, right? Like he he never he never had a valley, and his peak was you know. Oh, whatever a nine a, a nine thirty save percentage year where he won the Vezina and a bunch of game seven wins. I mean, he was he was a he was a special player. And the reason he doesn't have a ring is through no fault of his own. They just couldn't they just couldn't quite couldn't quite get over the mountain with him there. So yeah, happy 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 trails to him. It's it's been a it's it's been a long it's been a long road for all of us with him. I think. 
My favorite running joke. So we, when we talk about with Bucci is, you know, every year the NHL gathers the top players in the league and they bring the media in and we all do, we call it the car wash and, and Lundquist was the Rangers representative like 10 straight years. And when we were at ESPN, Scott Burns said, would all, like, we always would give Lundquist to Scott. Like you would assign a writer to a, 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 a player and would always make the, you know, the same joke about, you know, sorry about you being the second best looking person in the interview. And Lundquist would laugh. Like it was, but it, you know, Lundquist was always up for it and was ready for it. And it was just, you know, that always was, that marked the season and, and great, mm-hmm. complete side note. Great to see Scotty, uh, Making the announcement with DFO Hockey and Frank Saravalli's outfit that he's uh, launching a podcast with Mike McKenna, which would be awesome. Those are good people doing good work. That's awesome. So, yeah, I love that about Lundquist. The second thing I wanted to jam into this opening segment yeah. that, again, already too long, and maybe we shouldn't even do it, but I, I wanted to talk about it, is Doug Armstrong signs a five-year contract extension with the Blues. And um, I- I'm fascinated by this stretch of time for him because – I don't know if, and maybe there's an example of a GM that's done this well, uh, that's had to follow up a cup winning team with either the rebuild or knowing when to pull the plug. And I don't, is there an example of a GM navigating this in the cap era, this five year stretch that Doug Armstrong is about to hit doing it well? Like Ken Holland wasn't able to really pull it off in Detroit. Shirelli couldn't do it. Yeah. Like a bunch of guys have bailed on it. Rutherford. Yeah. Isn't isn't going to be around for it? Rutherford didn't. Stan Bowman maybe. We like depending. Dean Lombardi Dean wasn't Lombardi. around long enough. I think Bowman is as close as we have, and he's sort of in, he's sort of in it right now. I think this is like jury's out, right? Maybe you know, maybe in a few months we have a comparable for for what Doug, Doug Armstrong's about to kind of you know the the sort of uh, challenge he's he's about to undertake, but yeah, it, it it's wild. It's typically typically GMs don't last that long, eh? Right. And you know when and they either bow out on on the attempt at a rebuild or or lose their jobs. So it is. It's, right. it's an inter- it's an interesting kind of space to exist in. Yeah, I, I I'm fa- like I I part of me wonders if you should let the GM not let and maybe they've earned the right, but. Um, if that's the person that should be in charge of the teardown or the re- the eventual rebuild that has to come that of the championship teams, because you have to be so cutthroat or so detached from it to, in order to pull it off. And, you know, like Dean Lombardi's like a super loyal guy and like mm-hmm. Ken Holland's a loyal guy. And so you end up signing guys to you, you get, you reward players for their contributions, maybe even not even consciously. I, I don't like, is the move to Ray Shero it where you're like, you, you, you remove him and Bilesma from the equation and say, okay, we're going to bring in somebody else. I don't know. Like, I think it's tough. A, yeah. I, I think you need to walk into that with, that's one of those situations that calls for just so much communication between ownership mm-hmm. and, and, and a front office or uh, a poho and, and a GM or whatever. They they got to be on the same page. You can't have any sort of you know uh, ambiguity or or disagreement over the route. And I think like you look at look at what happened in Pittsburgh last year with with with, with Jim Rutherford. We're yeah. It's, it's some at some point everybody's going to know what 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 went down there. But there was. You know, it just boiled down to some philosophical differences. I, I I think that's safe to say, and that's and that and that's a great example. Like Jim had one idea for how he wanted to navigate the end of this, the the end of the Penguins' run, and you know, on, ownership had another. That's really what it boils down to, and it's it's not a coincidence that he's not there anymore. Those are tough waters to navigate. Yeah, I mean, Doug Armstrong uh, clearly 
still in win mode. Like we're talking about tearing it down, and they, you know, there's he's he's adding pieces to recruit last year and Jamis this year. Like they're they're not they're not going to be very Brandon Sod. Like so, so they're taking one last run at it, and then the problem becomes okay if it doesn't work, you you're saddled with some long contracts. It's it's not an easy five year stretch to navigate. So I'll be fascinated to see how that plays out um, for the Blues. Probably I don't know. We'll we'll see. The one thing I will I will caveat to wrap put a bow on this is is uh, was that phrase banned? That brought, sounds like something that would be banned by mm. listeners. Put a bow on it. <laughs> uh, it should be. Ca- caveat might be. We're, caveat. We're, we're, stack, we're stacking them we're up. We're stacking like them up. Today, baby. The one thing I would say is um, Doug Armstrong, it, it, part of his MO is he knows when to fold them, right? Like mm-hmm. at the trade deadline, the chat, like through the years, has always been decisive when it's things aren't going well. And so maybe that'll, that will reflect in how he navigates these five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't I don't think they're going to be too too good this year, but whatever. It's it, it's worth a it's worth one last run at it, one last bite at the apple. All right, well, let's get, let's uh, take a quick break, and we're going to talk to John Bucciagras of ESPN and the Point. Remember, count the points. In the point, point, point. <laughs> <laughs> we are now thrilled to be joined by. Former teammate of mine, John Bucciagras, who, uh, you know, you know him from uh, everything. I don't even know where to start here. But from here forward, you're going to know him mostly from his fine work on The Point, which is going to be, you know, E60 produced, high-end NHL hockey show on ESPN. John, I'm so happy to have you. I mean, you're you're always in the fold in the hockey space, but it's, it's great to officially, officially have you. Welcome. Good to be here, boys. I listen all the time. Uh, love everything you do at the athletic and uh it's my honor to be on your fine product <laughs> well first of all john we first sean and i both uh ordered last week donnie meatballs t-shirts so we could have matching t-shirts when we're recording this uh in honor of donnie granado but you showing up in a brianna decker uh t-shirt jersey usa shirt uh wins and we all have to order those now that's that's a great look so congratulations on that. Well, you told me it was USA themed a bit, I think. So I wanted to wear something in case <laughs> it was a video elements. But yeah, Brianna had these on sale, I think like maybe four or five years ago. I have worn this t-shirt more than any t-shirt guaranteed in that time. I just love it. I love how it fits. It's soft. It's I love the USA thing. You wear it to a bar in Ohio. I can wear it to a, you know, to, to wherever, to the beach. So it's a very versatile shirt. I love the material. It's awesome. And I it literally, I, I look at my phone, I look at all these pictures of, you know, where I've been the last four or five years. This t-shirt's on 60% of the time. I, love, it's got a, I look like a, I look like a patriotic hobo uh, half the time <laughs> going across the country. Do you have, do you have backups? Like I've started doing that. When what? I, when I, when I find, when I find a shirt I like, I'm like, give me, give me, give me two or three. I'm going to run this into the ground. It's going to be threadbare soon. Exactly. Whether it's a pair of shoes, I, I've always spoken that philosophy. I should buy three of those or I should buy two of those. And I never do. But you're right. I, once I liked it this much, I should have just bought three more, stash them away. But it's holding up good. It, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, holding up pretty well. So I'm, I'm very pleased. My big plan was to play you in by like humming the NHL on ESPN theme. But I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if anybody oh, wants that. But Sean, like what? Yes. Yeah. I mean... I, it's a it's a it's a rote question to ask at this point, but how how excited are you about this, man? Because I, I know I know I am as a as a as a you know a product of the '90s and a product of, of of watching the work you guys did with the league back then. This is this is great, and I can't imagine anybody's more excited about it than you are. Hmm. 
Yeah, the, the first thing people ask is about the music. Certainly, we are bringing it back. It is going to be part oh, of I our know. coverage. And yeah. and so, yeah, certainly it was, you know, I, I felt the momentum that it was possible it would come back at one point, especially when we got the World mm-hmm. Cup and we did that a few years back in Toronto. And then, you know, then you start to get word that looks real good. But yeah, it, it really couldn't have happened better for me at this stage of my career to be this excited about something. You know, I've been doing, I've been in the biz for 32 years, ESPN for 25 and, you know, I'm 55 years old and to be this pumped about going to work again, that's kind of rare. I think for any, any occupation, you know, very rare. Do you come across a 55 year old second grade teacher going, yeah, another year. (laughs) I can't wait to work seven more years. But for me, it's like my battery's full. So I don't mind taking those Mm -hmm. flights and, and going to games and the the chance to do a bunch of play by play here, at least in the early part of the season, I'm, so excited for i can't believe it's actually happening to grow up listening to nhl games on the radio growing up around pittsburgh listening to mike lang but also listening to bruins games on wbz which came in clear as a bell uh part of the westinghouse broadcasting system so i could hear those games really clear occasionally st louis and dan kelly kmox so i grew up with play-by-play and using your imagination so to do still do have a studio element with uh, the point, and then to also call games. Yeah, I mean, this is this is it could not be better uh, for me to enjoy work like I do right now. Was there was there a moment during the process because it, it was sort of? I mean, we all we all knew we all knew it was probably coming in one way or another. You could read between the lines. Like, was there a moment where you're like, okay, like I, I I can allow myself to get excited about this. Like it's 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 happening. Like it's it, it's locked and loaded. Like was there was there a, was there a run up there? Not, you know, only like in the last couple of days, because I didn't know what I was going to do. Maybe they didn't want me. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe I wasn't going to be a part of it. I never assume anything in this business, in this yeah. world. So I hadn't, you know, it's great that's coming to ESPN. But, if, you know, but if, if I'm not uh, doing things that I want to do in this business, in this field that we're in, um, then it doesn't really matter. To tell the truth, you know, right. um, ESPN is just the place I work at, you know, it's um so uh once i started to realize and like i said now now it's coming to shape and i got my schedule for october and november where i'm calling games i'm calling a couple i'm calling a bruins game the day after thanksgiving you know i'm going to you know vegas a couple times seattle so i'll get to call a game in seattle this year that's going to be awesome san jose la so it's just going to be neat for me just to walk into these arenas and go up to the booth like i have for college the last eight years i've been preparing for this i, I went to them in 2006 saying, hey, I'd like to start calling college games. And so that was 15 years ago. And then and then I went to them at nine years ago and say, hey, I want to start doing the Frozen Four. And um, I think they sensed how I really gave the sport a bright light and really covered it. And and so it's been a good, you know, kind of, and, and those, obviously the Frozen Fours, as you know, are in NHL arena. So I kind of, you know, I, I had that experience of calling those games there. And just, so it's kind of been a long process. And uh, so, yeah, now, now that everything's kind of mapped out, we'll see what we're doing, you know, and, and all, all the, all the uh, plans around the point could become like five days a week during the playoffs. Maybe we'll go to the all-star mm-hmm. game with it, keep getting a lot of amazing content. We just got a bunch of great content at the players tour in Chicago. Can't wait to start wheeling that out. So uh, yeah, now that it's all here, now I'm really excited and, uh, and looking forward to the season. Oh, I was going to say the players tour. I just wanted to hop on that thought for a second. Uh, Bucci because one of my favorite events um, of the year and a because everybody's in a great mood right like the players are coming in they (laughs) haven't dealt with media in months maybe in this case longer than that 
And, uh, you know, nothing but optimism across the board. Everybody's everybody's psyched. You guys are pumped. Um, I always like to get the report on the player that you walked away from being most impressed with or like really like surprisingly chatty or like was there was there a player that you were like, oh, my gosh, I love this guy. I didn't know him that well. Yeah, it was uh, there were actually there were a lot of them. I think, you know, once they yeah. once they realized um, the ESPN, I knew ESPN would give the league, the entire league, a little bit of a, an infusion. I know the players wanted to be uh, on yes. the network. You know, that was part of the optimism was, you know, from the player side, they want to be us to have a piece. So that was where a lot of my optimism was coming from. And and so once I got there, we had this giant, like a hundred foot video screen on the ice of the Blackhawks practice center. I mean, it was gigantic. I think they sensed kind of the first class, the money, the investment we're making. Um, you know, I was there, Weeks was there. Um, you know, mm. we're talking to these players one on one. And it's kind of cool because all the college guys know me. Like, you know, Adam Fox walks in, hey, Bucci, what's up? Right. Dylan Larkin, hey, Bucci. Right. It's like, I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, but the other guys, I, there's kind of like a, and if you go way older, like Joe Thornton, if he walked into it, he would remember me mm-hmm. from NHL tonight. So now there's this kind of, it's kind of fun to meet the Drew Dowdies, the Ryan O'Reilly, those kind of guys who I never really, you know, um, covered because there's, there's kind of that gap. But I'll tell you, all the players, I mean, Roman Yossi, I mean, he had ESPN mm-hmm. growing up in Switzerland. So, like, he wa- he watched me when he was a kid. You know, that was really weird. That was really cool. I didn't expect that. Um, but, I mean, I couldn't believe how, like, you know, funny and, you know, awesome Ryan O'Reilly and Drew Dowdy. We had these questions. Mm-hmm. We asked everybody the same kinds of silly questions. And, uh, and how good and funny and how hard they tried. And Jack Hughes was just, man, that dude is like an X-game athlete. The NHL should push him yes. right in front. And oh, just gosh, go with his amazing. youth and his exuberance and his realness. And he is such a unique character. Jason Robertson was awesome. Uh, Chikrin was amazing. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, the players, I think part of it was, like you said, they hadn't talked to really a lot of people face-to-face in a long time. You have the summer off. You're in good shape. You have no injuries. You're tan. And then you feel this infusion of ESPN-TNT combination because TNT with Barkley yeah. and basketball has a bit of a vibe to it. I think that's why the players are really pumped. And you, I think you could see some really fun, inspired play once the season starts and they see that TNT banner or ESPN banner. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to translate at least early into some pretty spirited play. You have the power to do this. We need the Hughes to become, we had Jim and Alan on here and they were, yeah. they're incredible. The, just the, the confidence those kids exude. <laughs> like I've, I've been dealing with all of them for a long time. I remember yeah, going yeah. To, to Ann Arbor to see Quinn and talking to him and, and I remember, like, you know, he was whatever he was. He's a freshman in college at that point. And I said, uh, we were talking about Jack. And I'm like, you know, he, I heard he's pretty good. And, and he <laughs> says, I said, who, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, give me the, the scouting report on the two of you. He goes, look, he's really good. But if we go into the cor- corner for a puck, I'm getting it. And I'm just started dying. <laughs> like, here's a college freshman, you know, like the, 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 they just ooze confidence and charisma. I, like that family is unreal to me. Yeah, Quinn is Quinn's quiet. I've recovered him in Michigan for a couple of years. He's a little mm-hmm. more stealth. He'll look out of the corner of his eyes. Jack is <laughs> Jack is just straight ahead. He'll say anything. He's so confident, so chill. Like I said, he's like an ex-game athlete. I think he's really, really cool. He's gonna have a big year this year. And uh, I can't wait to and Luke just seems kind of he seems goofier, which is kind of cool. It's almost like a, a di- there's three distinct personalities, yes. which is really neat. So I can't wait. Uh, to, uh, to cover him as well in Michigan and hope I'm really hoping they go make a nice big stretch run. I think it'd be good for the sport. It'd be good for a combo. Like I've, I've, uh, I've yeah. recommended the ESPN. We should do a Michigan versus whomever played like a Michigan, Ohio state 
NHL doubleheader, like, you know, where even maybe a Seattle game where they know they're getting Maddie Beneers, you know, the Kraken. So show like a Michigan game, you know, at seven o'clock yeah. and it showed Kraken game at nine. You know, like push, give college that one night in a Michigan, Ohio State brand on ESPN, pump it up. Yeah. We'll pump up all these prospects and then we'll show a Kraken game after, you know, that's where at least Beneers is going or Sabres or whomever or a combination from all those first round picks. So I'm hoping that I think the, the both sides could use each other for a little hockey marketing yeah. this year. But yeah, the, the Hughes can't get enough of them right now. I was really impressed with, with Jack. Jack scoring 30 goals this year. Yeah. I could, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I could yeah. see it. I'm all I in. could see it. Yeah. yeah. I thought he would, I thought he had having the bigger year last year after having that long stretch between those two seasons, he get more room in the weight room, but they just weren't that good. But, um, I he think had, he's gonna he's gonna figure it out. He had everything but the production, but but the finishing last right, year. Right, it's right. It, it's it, it's gonna come. He's he's looked unbelievable. I'm all in on the notion of connecting NHL players more to the college. Like like if you watch an NFL game, it's like you know this this University of Michigan product. It's constant, mm-hmm. and I know it's mostly because this is Canadians in you know they they're not the college system is is like college sports isn't a big deal up there. So, but like, I, I, we need to Americanize this and own this so, so that A, because we need to eradicate junior hockey and make it college hockey <laughs> is the number one. I mean, that's really my primary goal here. Yeah, that's our main, that's our, like, our main, that's our main platform on the show. That's, Erati- I mean, that's yeah, eradicate that's junior, junior hockey. Junior hockey <laughs> in, in the, uh, CH, CHL hockey. But like, I mean, just when you're introducing the players from Michigan State University, you know, whoever, uh, or University of Michigan, Dylan Larkin, and, and uh, like, you just, you, you don't see that. So that's, I, I'm going to, you need just to work. Th- I know you will. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. Yeah, right. I need to be careful not to overdo it, but you'll definitely hear a few yeah. drops. <laughs> I, I'm already, I'm already prepared for night one, Mason, App- Mason Appleton to get a Michigan State drop right away for some start. Just, yeah, like you. you said, Ooh. just to tie Ooh. the player a little bit with somebody watching, they hear that. They're going to start focusing on him a little bit more. Yes. Just, it's a small yes. connection. Keep it subtle. Don't be moving ahead with it. But certainly once a broadcast, you're going to hear a couple of guys and where they went just in the flow of the game. Don't the, but uh, yeah, because I do, I agree. I, I do think it's important for both, uh, you know, as you know, Canadian kids play college hockey, Kel McCarr going to UMass and transforming that program to a national power where it is again yeah. now. And so, yeah, so it, it's a cool little thing. I did that with college basketball growing up in the NBA. I could name every player. Uh, where they oh went to college gosh. in the NBA on the 1982 sure. Atlanta Hawks, you know, Tree Rollins went to Clemson. I still remember that, you know, you just, you, don't, <laughs> you don't forget stuff like that. It sounds like, it sounds like the, the Chicago event is pretty good. You got some arrows in the quiver for the point. Cause right. it, it seems like, uh, right. It seems like a big point of the point is to, you know, tell some human interest stuff and maybe, help fans connect with, with the players on a more, on a more personal level and show show what they're about. I mean, this is, and this is a league, I mean, frankly, that hasn't, hasn't been great, hasn't always been great with that. And I, I think we, there was a dearth of that in the, in the past, you know, be, being able to see what these guys are about off the ice and, and, and knowing who they are as people. And it seems like that's a, that's a focal point, you know, a focal point of the show, right? Yeah. Andy Tennant is uh, obviously the executive brains behind it. He's 60, and um, obviously, our our sports center, you know, in depth stories that we do, and uh, you know, so yeah, that that's kind of the goal is to do that. And we got a lot of great content um, in Chicago. Sat down with Nathan McKinnon, asked him to eat a Kit Kat. He did not. He declined. Yeah, I was. Perfect. I said, Nathan, I'll you know, I'll do it with you. Uh, we can we can have this bite of Kit Kat together. But he did. He wanted to kind of put that story to rest, unfortunately. But well, yeah, sat down yeah. with <laughs> sat down with Crosby for fifteen minutes and had this fun little. Q&A with Alexander Ovechkin. That was a cool thing about Ovechkin. What we did 
at the end, the last thing we did when we asked those guys, we had them look right to the camera, kind of like um, uh, NFL show that they did. I think they were the first really to do it when that, what's that series when all the Super Bowl champions they do, where they look right in the camera for the whole show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watch them every uh, time they're on. They're amazing. Yeah, I can't believe yeah, I can't remember foot, the name. Foot, football, football life. Yeah, yeah uh, football life, and then the, the, the team one when the team wins the Super Bowl and they go back oh, and yeah, talk okay, about yeah. four, yeah, four guys a team. So we had we had them do that. We asked them all the same question. The last thing we did, we had them put a set of head, headphones on and said, "We're going to play you some music." A, do you know what it is, and do you like it? And it was the ESPN hockey music, you know, the theme music. Would they remember? And obviously, some people knew right away. Some some of the Canadian players were like, "Is this a football music?" They didn't know it. They're not familiar with the yeah. music yet. But the, the biggest surprise was, you know, Ovechkin puts the headphones on. The music's playing for ten seconds. I go, what? he goes, he goes, "What do you think?" He goes, uh, um, he says, "Do you like it?" Yeah, I like it. He goes, uh, he goes, ESPN hockey music. I go. <laughs> I, I said you. I said you know that music because I mean he never played when ESPN had hockey. He goes, of course I know that music. <laughs> it was like wow, that really surprised me. I think it shows you he sees everything. Like he's a huge yes. hockey nerd, and I love that about him. Like he knows what's going on. It means everything to him. He pay attention to everything, especially when he was young and he really wanted to Americanize himself quickly, which I always mm -hmm. thought was an endearing quality of him, like it was Yarmar Yager. Um, how they really loved America. I thought that was really cool. And all the things America had to offer, you know, all the fun and the great TV spots Ovechkin did as a young guy. I thought that, I think I always thought that was very cool of him. And so, yeah, when he's, of course I know that's music. <laughs> like, okay, I love it. I mean, he was, he's the star of one of the, oh. of one of the great, this is sports center commercials, right? With him and Absolutely. with him and Varlamov. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, yeah. that's a that's top five for sure. Yeah. He was 24 years old, so he, I heard he was coming in to do that spot. So I, you know, I I asked, hey, it's okay if I get a quick five minutes with him because that's when I was writing, you know, ESPN.com column on a weekly basis, and mm -hmm. and uh, I know how hard that is to get content every week during a hockey season. Mm -hmm. So I, I, he was 24, and I I was I asked him, you know, do you think you have a chance to break Wayne Gretzky's record? And at this point, he's 24. I'm sure he's never heard that question yet because I had just kind of done the math and I, I projected forward. And I just felt with his body and everything that he had a chance. And so, again, doing this little Q&A with him with this camera, um, I said, how many goals does Wayne Gretzky have? He said, uh, 892. I go, 894. Pretty close. You know, he, he was definitely, he's in the area. I go, how many do you have? You know, and he said, uh, you know, he said 726. Or 730. No, he, no, he said 730. He said each number individually. I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> and then he, and, and, and then he, and then he actually recited every goal he'd ever had. Yeah, this no, yeah. Like he's like, I should have 738. <laughs> but I, and I said, do you remember the first person who asked you if you had a shot to break it? He goes, you. I, was like, oh. like, yeah, I just can't believe he would remember that or just because I'm kind of away in the periphery of hockey ever since obviously it left ESPN. And right. so that was just really cool how he definitely pays attention. It would mean the world to him. No doubt in my mind, he wants to break it for himself, for his family, for his country. And um, it's gonna. I think it's going to be a fascinating watch. I think it's, you know, the, because we don't have this hockey. Really, every sport hasn't really had this march to you know record breaking this huge record break i think baseball yeah. is really the last one to have it right. football they don't care which is one of the reasons right. why football is so successful they don't get bogged down with records brady's going to pass breeze this uh sunday but that's about the 10th thing most interesting thing about the game this weekend is him passing drew breeze with a passing yardage record you know mm -hmm. but this one uh for him to chase gretzky i mean that's this is the i think it's the biggest one since 
since Aaron chasing root. Like it's, there's nothing compares it, uh, to that that's how big this is going to be over these next three four five years it's going to be fun to watch well because nobody besides you back in whatever 1998 <laughs> or whatever that was nobody <laughs> thought this was a thing like yeah. i like there was a few things that were untouchable and now i sit there and go this guy's not slowing down and no. and he's he's clearly on a mission to do this um I, like I, I you're right it's gonna be like mcguire sosa or whatever you know yep. ripkin's streak it's good it's going to become an an international story as he gets closer i i, I never even pause to think about that no this is what i tell people like because i i projected you know back then i projected to the age of 40 and i started to have mm-hmm. him right in front of me now and right now he has 730 as he enters his 35 year old season and back then i projected him with 37 goals this year certainly mm-hmm. seems plausible 32 next year down five more at age 37, I have him popping in 40 because both Phil Esposito and Brendan Shanahan had 40 goal seasons at age 37. It's like, you know, and that's a hysterical, pretty good historical comparison. Or, you know, a guy's big guy close to the net, which Ovi will sure. get closer to the net as he ages. And Shanahan, a good right-handed shot, slap shots don't age. He'll always have that slap shot until he's 50, mm-hmm. you know. And then at age 38, he gets 32 goals. Hall had 37 goals at age 38. Again, I get him with only 32. And then 28 at age 39. 27 at age 40. So just 37, 32, a 40, 32, mm-hmm. 28, 27. That gets into 926 <clears throat> when he's 40 years old. Forget oh. 895. I tell people, I you know, a couple of years ago before the, the pandemic and everything, I, I'd be more shocked he doesn't get to 1,000 than I would be that he doesn't break Gretzky's record. You know, if he plays to 43 and he doesn't get hurt, he's got a chance for 1,000. Because well, he, cause he, doesn't, he doesn't get hurt and he right. already – adjusted Knock once on i mean we had that yeah i guess yeah. that's true but we had that i mean what it's five five six years ago where it seemed like he was maybe on the on the wrong side of the aging curve and all that stuff and, and he he adapted and yep. now he's in, in another like on, on another run here and yeah, he could tear his quad tomorrow and not do it like, right. know that's that's possible. It. like, like sure. it's literally possible sure. we know that there were there was like a group of stories of like how the league had figured out Alex Ovechkin. Do you remember that like oh, one month window where it was like, oh, you just can't let him shoot through your legs if you're the defense. Whatever it was, there was some random like. And then I would tweet out whenever I saw, I would tweet out warning: he gets them in bunches, and he got like yeah. eighteen and twenty three games. <laughs> like he gets I mean, them in does, bunches. <laughs> as, as long as as long as he doesn't have Dale Hunter come back and play him on, play him on right wing and make him you know try to try, try to make. Make him into you know Mark Stone or or, or, or whatever. Like he'll be. Oh my he'll, gosh, he'll, Bucci! He'll I want to know if you back in your projections, if you were like, there might be a global pandemic uh, <laughs> in the right. twenty. So we got to factor not that see in. That coming. Okay, all right. In yeah. the words of Chevy Chase, yeah, you've done but, your homework. Yeah. <laughs> Every hundred years, fail on my part. Can we make the point like a video version with the vibes of? of your ESPN column back in the day. Cause that was like, that was like, that was must, that, that was appointment reading for, for a whole, for, for a whole lot of people. You gotta, you gotta bring some of that, that energy, energy to the show. Yeah. That was 2001 when that started. And I, I knew at the time there really wasn't like that kind of fun pop culture hockey column out there. I kind of sensed a mm-hmm. vacuum back then, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 19, 20 years ago now. Wow. That was 20 years ago. And so I just kind of want to kind of introduce some of that. And then, yeah, from there, and I, I think I kind of, that's what Twitter kind of became for me, a, a way to, you know, exp- the Bucci overtime challenge stuff, a, occasional observation on a player, which I love to do. I just love to celebrate the talents of players, especially subtle talents. 
And then, of course, college hockey came along. So Twitter's kind of become my, like you said, uh, yeah. kind of a visual a video, not all, but not all video. There's obviously some text. That's why I like Twitter, because I do like the written mm -hmm. word. I like reading. Uh, and it's mm -hmm. my newspaper. It's my daily. That's what Twitter is for me. I, it's been nothing but positive. I know people talk about the evils of social media and Twitter. But um, if you have a thick skin and you can take criticism, it's. It, I love Twitter. It's, it's enhanced my life. I've met people. I've read amazing articles. I've got incredible hockey content like I never have in my life. Like it's. It's a, it's a, I, I, it's a great vehicle for me and I use it to read and to try to get better and get informed. So yeah, that's got, that's kind of the place where it's the only thing I don't get paid for that. <laughs> <It's> no <laughs> income stream. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's making money off of all of us. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I call yeah. My Peace, it's our Peace Corps work. It's our digital Peace Corps work. Like it's like, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I don't get paid for this. You know, why are you chirping me on my college hockey top 10? This is, I'm just providing a service to hype up the game. I'm a hype man. <laughs> Anything that we, we all volunteer for Jack Dorsey or whoever whoever makes money off Twitter. I don't even know who right, exactly. that would yeah, be. I didn't buy the stock. How much time do you spend shipping things out? That's what I want to know. I feel like mm -hmm. you're always shipping out shirts, and I'm like, you must open start your day like with a giant truckload to I mean, UPS. It, it, no, not really, not quite that much. Like I have four okay. orders right now that I'm a little behind. That I have a little behind on. So after we're done, I'll go. I got my t-shirts and hats in the attic. I'll I'll go. I'll put four. There's four packages of different combinations. Someone bought a onesie. Someone bought a onesie for their baby. I always love that. Uchi overtime <laughs> challenge onesie. And then, yeah, so then I kind of, I kind of plan my day around it where I'll go to the post office, drop them off. I go to the gym, then I go to the grocery store and then I come home. So that's kind of like my, that's my lap on my daily lap where it's post office, gym, supermarket. Because I like to cook much of my food or cook breakfast and I help my parents out. So, so that's kind of my, that's my kind of my daily lap. And obviously having a, a job at night, it's nice. You can, you know, you have your days all the time. So. Yeah. That's kind of my daily routine lap. Obviously, during the playoffs, it gets really – that's when I can go with 10, 20 packages. Uh, but during the – otherwise, it's, kind of, it's a nice little trickle here or there. All right. <clears throat> we want to get some scouting reports on, on some of your new coworkers. Sure. Like what, what, what can we expect from Messier? What's, he, yeah. what, what, what's he going to be like as an analyst in 2021? Yeah, day one in Chicago, we all met as a group, ESPN group. That was the first day. Then I just stuck around. Most people then just went home either that night or early the next day. And I stuck around for the player stuff. They asked me to stand. I stuck around. I actually went with low expectations. I'm so glad I stayed. Mm -hmm. The stuff we talked about, meeting the players, getting their vibes, and meeting them in person. And uh, it's just it's invaluable, as you guys know. That's why you have oh, to be in great. locker rooms yeah. and you have to meet them face-to-face. -face. Um, so, yeah, so just to see everybody there day one, mess and – and Chelios and everybody, but yeah, I, you know, you, you don't know for sure. You hope he, his competitive juices flow. You hope he watches all the games because you got to watch the games to be a good analyst mm -hmm. for the most part, almost everybody. Uh, Barkley doesn't have to, but Charles is an entertainment <laughs> freak. So, <laughs> I was just at a charity event with him and, and, and him and it was like an after hours. So just kind of like the celebrities were there and uh, David Pasternak was there and Barkley was there and just to hear them go back and forth. It was hysterical and, and uh, just, uh, and, you know, Charles knows hockey and obviously Pasternak knows who Barkley is. So that, that was really yeah. cool. So it's just, you know, but you know, Charles got a gift. He just puts on, it's a one man show every time he's in a room. It's so fun. But uh, so I hope Ness brings it and that he looks at TNT as a rival. That's what's be kind of the, maybe underreported mm -hmm. from your side of things, but just having a rival, we haven't had a rival to, 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 uh, to kind of compete with in hockey. You know, it, yes, it's been a cheap enough that. product one guy one network can buy the whole thing so i think that's that's a cool part of it and i think we'll push both sides and i hope push the analysts especially in studio because that's a tough job and you don't have a lot of time and you got to be good and short 
fits and entertaining and funny and serious and this putting him in a position to win. So I'm hoping we put him in a good position to win him and uh, him and Chelios. I won't be in studio much intermission with them, but occasionally I think mm-hmm. week two I am. Um, we're for Seattle's first home game that we're showing. Uh, I'll be in with them. So I'm looking forward to doing that and doing my part to push him to, to be great. Chelly, what's his, his breakdown? Yeah, we had him at the World Cup. So, you know, he's not afraid to yeah. say anything. Yeah. So he'll yes. say anything, which is good. Um, I don't know if Mess quite has that instinct yet to um, to just to let it fly like that. Uh, I hope so, but Shelly certainly does, and um, so that that could be a you know a good thing. Is not you know a good informed, hard piece of criticism, and that is good TV. It's just good. Uh, yes, you know we see and funny. It all goes together. We see what the Mannings are doing together, and how funny they are, and how you know smart they are. You learn something, you laugh self-deprecating they connect with people in an amazing talented way it's probably why they're a good quarterback too they do that with their teammates in person but you see that great gift they have and uh mm-hmm. and that's part of it and that, that part of that's natural part of it's learned you can get better um but again you got to take it seriously you can you know you got to want to be great you got to want to be on tv yeah. you got to make that split and that's some people can't and they don't do very well. Some people do, and they can be great at. It. Who would be the hockey equivalent of those two? Like I, that's such a great the breakthrough with the with you know that broadcast with the Manning brothers. It is uh, like it it's is. it's unbelievable. And I'm just sitting here going, how do you rip that off in hockey? I've watched three straight weeks of it. Like I, it's, it's unreal. Like the standard yeah. for me. At this the first point, time right? I saw it was last night because I just I was busy mm-hmm. the previous Mondays. I was out and about, so it was the first time yeah. I really watched it in real time and not the greatest hits loop that the, that it makes right. anybody look good. Your resume tape right. real. <laughs> But uh, no, yeah, it's, that's a good question on who would that be. You know, I think, yeah, I think Hall would be really good at that. You know, because mm-hmm. he's so funny, intelligent, and he he bursts mm-hmm. through a TV. And if you get maybe someone who's a little you know, he a little tighter, like you know, because Peyton is so technical, and, and I mean Eli's very yes. good too. You can tell he's very bright. But he he's just Eli, uh, Peyton's that perfect package of of uh, you know really uh, detail oriented showman like he's really good on tv obviously his show on espn plus peyton's places it's like my favorite show on television it reminds me of the nfl yeah. film stuff as a kid why i you know fell in love with sports with the the amazing tv production this week in baseball or you know peter puck when i was a real little kid growing up in pennsylvania those things you, you, <laughs> that's how that's how you hook people in and uh so yeah so i hollywood certainly could be one part of it uh of that team but then that, it will be interesting to see if other sports start to have basically their watch parties those things were becoming popular yeah. on twitter you know we saw you know barstool was doing that and where they just mm-hmm. have a group of people watch a game some people will watch people watch a game you know and now now the, the thing with mannings that's put to the ball is that we can show the game because we have the rights you know there's other you know, those other places go someone watch someone on youtube watch a maple leaf game Ah, that's not going to really <laughs> do it for quite me. The same. <laughs> not quite yeah. the same. So sorry, you have the right sorry, to like the sorry Steve yeah. Dangle. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I could see TNT maybe one night, maybe offering counter programming, show Charles Barkley watching a game with oh. you know maybe a writer, and then maybe with someone else, maybe with Gretzky. That's one of his appearances. Pasternak. You know, yeah, or a player on off night, right? Pasternak. Just bring a player on his off night, like they do with Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson, and then you have those three watch a game somewhere else and, and or you could have them watch it tape the whole thing then show the greatest hits from them watching that might be a good first step to do it not don't show yeah. the whole thing just record it like we're recording and then show back the best parts of it and uh, that could be something that espn or tnt decide to do i think i just gave another 
idea. I was going to say Turner. Just, I hope the Turner execs are listening and taking notes because I think you just gave him a million dollar idea. Yeah, that. no, really. Work, work, work. Chris Jericho in there. He's he's already he's already on TNT. You can get some get some of the wrestling guys in there. We're we're strength we're str- we're strengthening the competition. Well, there's no doubt as you know <laughs> when, when someone's successful at something like this, there's, there's going to be yes. copycat. You're going to copy because it's smart. I mean, I'd say that that's a. It's, it's a way to do it because it could be a winning formula for sports and for television. Everyone's always looking for it in this day and age of a million pieces of entertainment out there. If that's a new thing, it could become a thing for a while. Then it might go away. Or it's, uh, but yeah, there's no doubt someone else will try to copy it or, or mimic it uh, in another in other ways. Of course, we can do it at ESPN because we have so many networks. We have so many you know outlets. Yeah. We could do it. We could throw it on ESPN two, ESPN News, ESPN Plus, and and give those things a a try because there's limitless inventory for us and space to do it yeah you guys have you guys have unlimited bandwidth because of because of espn plus like right. I, is that is that an ex, is that an exciting an, an exciting thing to be part of i mean that's just it's it's god almighty it's changed in a million ways since, since the last time you guys you guys had the rights but i mean right. it's there's uh you know you talk about simulcasts and watch parties i mean that seems mm-hmm. like a that seems like a great a great space for it it does. And I, that's, I was going to actually mention to our, our suits that, hey, this is something, maybe why don't we try this on Plus One Night where, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, whoever, me and Melrose sit and just watch a game and yeah, someone else, like absolutely. you said, and bring one of our, play, you know, we have all these analysts, bring John Tortorella up and you just, hey, you're going to come up and watch a game with Melrose and Bucci and we're just going to kind of talk about it all game long. You know, I'll play this, talk about it. Oh. And that, that, you know, people would watch it. It'd be a good that'd be a good spot for for, for DiPietro. I think I, I think he, very I think, good. He, I think he's I think he's going to be really good. I agree. He was at that meeting and he's I like him because he's fearless too. Like he's mm-hmm. he's uh he's very yeah he I, I I'm I'm a uh, I'm a big believer in him too. I'm looking forward to get the chance to work with him because uh, he's he's not afraid. He's not intimidated. Not afraid. And that's important in TV. It's not that big a deal. It's just television. I always tell people you're better off not caring than caring too much. You got to be yourself. You got to be loose. And that's what all these people, I always, you know, push them in that direction. And, and, uh, I mean, when Keith Jones first started with us after he had to retire because of his knee and man, was he nervous that mm-hmm. first night he was sweating. He's like, man, I thought this, this was a lot easier. Uh, you know, it, it looked a lot easier than it actually is, but he went back to Philly, got his reps in like Jonesy, as a player, he figured it out. And now he's had an amazing career and now he's with TNT as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a, there's, there are limited, but yeah, the, the NHL.TV part, Coming to ESPN Plus, I think so many fans still don't realize that's happening. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, I guess in, but also the fact that you know, come October and some guy wants to watch his Bruins game and he realizes they're on ESPN Plus and he has no idea what that is. There's going to be some hiccups like that where they're calling their sons and daughters asking, "What's ESPN Plus? How do I get this on my TV?" <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, it right. could take a while. We might need a Fire Stick. Yeah. Might need a Roku. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we can get it done. So yeah, I, I've been pushing for public service announcements for us at ESPN to kind of uh, to try to make sure we get the word out. Uh, well, I, we'll do our part. We'll 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 teach people uh, <laughs> how, how to get the fire stick plugged in. Bucci, yes. I think we blew past our ten minute limit here. I'm that sorry. we wanted to. <laughs> no, this was awesome. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, it was it was you. awesome. Thanks so much. Like we like we're so thrilled about everything. I I don't know if people are going to realize what this means in the states to hockey, but uh, we do. I think Sean and I really. In the second it was announced, it's all we could talk about, and I'm couldn't be happier for ESPN in, in the sport. Like it's it's going to be amazing. Well, it's going to be great seeing you guys on the road, hopefully at big events. That's the best part, you know, is the friends you make in this yeah. business. The, the dinners are so much fun and uh, the stories mm-hmm. you can trade and information we can give each other to help do our jobs better. But no, you guys got a great product. You're making the sport better. And thanks for having me on. Big thrill. All right, Pucci. Take care. 
Take care. Thanks. See you, Sean. See you, Craig. Uh, that was a great chat with John, who always, like, he talks about, um, you know, the, being terrified on TV and all that. That was me when I was starting at ESPN, and he would have, they'd bring us all in for trade deadline stuff, and he was the host, and I would be mortified. And my <laughs> goal was not to say anything that would end up at being noticed by anybody, which, as it turns out, doesn't make for great television, I would say. D- did you um, ever, was, yeah. did you ever accidentally um, say uh, point? A hundred times in, in 15 seconds. Did you ever do that on TV? No, no, no. But he was he was kind and always compliment. Like, he was just great. Like, made you super comfortable. Also, any, by the way, we, we should have, I mean, whatever. We're, we're, this is the TV segment. Shout out to Tarek. Yes. <laughs> Tarek's, yes. Tarek's on, Tarek's on TV. Great. Tarek's a pro. He's, he's, he's been doing the Comcast stuff in the past. Like, he's, he's going to be awesome for Turner. Like I, I, they both teams of both ESPN and Turner's done a great job. I think, yeah. if, you know, good groups. I'm excited. Day. I'm excited about it. I'm I'm actually gonna I'm gonna gonna just watch the double header uh, on Thursday and just like write off it and just be like, yeah. here's here's That's here's a fan, here's what fans can expect. Yeah, I'm, That's I'm, great. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. All right, let's take a quick break and then we're gonna wrap up. Talk a little fantasy hockey. You may or may not know this. Sean and I have been co-owners in fantasy hockey mm. for over a decade. Um, and nobody likes it. I, I imagine with t- little to no success. Um, and I know everybody loves to hear about other people's fantasy hockey teams. No, we've got actual real things to talk about. We'll be right back. We still want to talk about office pools. Uh, yes, they're a sponsor of the show, but we're getting involved. If you didn't hear the ad, and some of you certainly didn't, because we know everybody listens on the athletic app, right? <laughs> That's right. Right. Nobody listens on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Mm-mm. It's all on the app. Uh, but, it, but but if you do listen to the app, you didn't hear the ad. So the 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 bullet point is kind of this: we're teaming up with Office Pools uh, to cr- to have a. I mean, Craig, it's a it's a full on the athletic hockey pool that that they're that they're that they're powering, right? You're, yeah. You guys, you guys yeah. can compete against us and probably well, beat us because we're not very good at this. Surprisingly bad. Which I, I don't know what that says over, about our. It's over, so here's it's over, here's what we Sean and I's in doing it for, together for a decade and and as as um, fantasy pool our fantasy hockey co owners we always go in with the mindset we're just going to go and get the the steady veteran you know Jeff what Jeff Carter's going to do every year that was he became our like we just need to get a ten Jeff Carters. And we always end up walking out of the auction with team upside. And so, like, it's always like, hey, Jack Hughes and, and you know, Lafreniere we get took last year in shocker didn't work out. Because it never works out in year one. Svechnikov, year too early. We do it every year because we like young players, I guess. Every year, we're a year too early. We had we had Hughes at one point. And yeah. A year too early. Or too, too early. We had, everybody. We had, Hish, we had Hishir as a rookie and he was like whatever he was fine and we paid way 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 too much money for him so this i I think this is good though i think i think i think we're in good shape here you and i and the plan yes the plan is the plan is to have a team together the sign up information is in the show notes it's through officepools.com if you go to officepools.com and search the athletic you you will be able you will be able to join the group but the 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 crux of it is this is that we have these preset groups that our that our friends at Office Pools put together, each kind of with a theme. And all we have, all all we do, and all you have to do is pick one from each. And whoever has the best, you know, whoever has the best uh, 
the best team based on like pretty standard standard point scoring wins. Yeah. It's almost like those those like Twitter memes where it's like, hey, you get to pick one from each box, you, oh, yeah. you know, which candy bar or whatever. It's it's the fantasy hockey version of that. Um, so, Sean, first of all, Haley, I heard like Haley yeah. and Ian were already talking trash, and I don't like it. I, you know, I don't I don't listen to their show. I've heard I've heard <laughs> I've heard good things. Seem like very. They seem like very talented, nice people. We're gonna have to do, but like, I want to talk trash, but I also know our track record in fantasy <laughs> hockey is middling at best. No, so that's I, it. Like, like, I, that's how. Come on, it, it, you can you can suck at fantasy sports and still talk and still talk, you know, talk crap. It's easy. So it's fine. That's 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 what makes it fun. So no team upside this year, Sean. No, you and I, no. we'll, we'll go over who we're going to pick and who we're we picking like. a bunch of. We're picking a bunch of thirty-three-year-olds. That's what. That's what. That's what we're doing. All but right. Okay, so, so who? I, let's let's start in my because yeah. I, I do like that. There's one that's that's got my name in it. So one of the yes. boxes is called the Craig Custon Center because <laughs> you know I was a, a a lot of people don't know this about me a, a tier two center. Um, <laughs> no, I couldn't. I can't skate. You were a, um, you were you were a center on the on the on the freshman football team at. <laughs> that's right it was gross point uh, high or whatever oh my gosh. um <laughs> I, first, first of all i did not go to any gross point high um <laughs> but i married someone from gross point it's a long story that nobody wants to hear here's the thing our so i i kind of view myself as a two-way center so i really whoever set this up i appreciate this like if i were to be an nhl player i would be somebody from this group like a very responsible um you win championships with me i would say you are setting you are you are you're setting you're setting me up here okay go go ahead what all right no, so just, just go so so in my in in the box that you can the craig custom center you it's it's barzal kopitar o'reilly point 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 strom and Tavares. <laughs> And so, if we're going to pick our theme, I don't, we don't have to pick now, but who of that guy fits? We're not doing team upside. So, I know it goes against everything we believe in. I know who we'd want to pick normally. You and I are we're, both dying to take Barzell. Just, just pick Barzell. Let's just do it. We got to do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, well, all right. I'm glad we agree. That's who we have to take there. I mean, you have to, right? O'Reilly O'Reilly's a fantasy beast. We just heard Bucci talk about him for a while. Like in this scoring in this scoring setup, you know, uh he's he's pretty he's pretty solid. I don't know. I, I like we gotta we have to discuss this, honestly. All right, we'll discuss it. Sean, why don't you tell us about the, the section of the sheet you're on? <sighs> All right. So <laughs> as Craig said, his group of players embodies the sort of guy he would be on an NHL roster. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so do mine, because I got the shit disturbers. <laughs> I got who the, set this I, up? Like, who set this up? This is so I perfect. Don't, I don't know. I was left out of the loop until uh, one of the co-hosts of the Monday show informed me of, of, this, of this development. Um, I got the penalty minute, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, penalty minutes don't count in this, except for this group of players. And again, you pick one. It, and it's the guys who you know start trouble and also and also can play. Uh, Sam Bennett, Pierre Luc Dubois, who is very sneaky, a very sneaky, dirty player. Both Kachucks. Oh, perfect. Evander Kane, who isn't on my roster either, and your friend and mine, Tommy Wilson. 
who you must have written about 20 times last season, Tom Wilson. You got, I like, of, you got a oh lot of meat. I got a lot of my, I got a lot of mileage on that. I ended up I ended up on the lead because of because of Tom Wilson. <laughs> Seriously. Everybody Go listen everybody. to that podcast. Listen to the lead. It was great. Yep. I, that was actually really good, Sean. I, I say actually Thank you. like Thank you. pleasantly surprised that you that you have pulled the lead off as well as you no, did. They they much like producer Jeff found a way to make me, <laughs> make me sound significantly more intelligent than I actually am. Oh my um, gosh. You got to go Wilson here. I think. But failing that um Matt Matt Kachuk. Well, wasn't I think he's I think he's going to be better this year than last. Do we try to do this and make them all pick all Americans? We oh, absolutely. We can't and there's no the, there's no good come. two-way American center sadly in the Craig Custins uh box. But, but yeah, since since <laughs> Jack Eichel's, you know, is he even? Is he even in the group? No, he's he's no. not even. He's not even on the board. No. Yeah, we got to. Okay, that's fine. We we got to go American we, when we, we can. We, we can lean American. That's fine. We don't want to lose either. So, anyways, we're gonna c- compete in this. Join us. It'll be fun. It, look, th- I'm yeah. looking really looking forward to this. You're, you're gonna beat Sean and I most likely if four. history is any indication. And there are four, eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty-four different categories. So it's all like, you know, the Craig Cousins group, the. You know, Gentelli's team of jerk-offs, uh, <laughs> Salvian Fire. That's what they uh, call the Gentilly one? That's a surprise. That's, that's a, that, could be an, that, could be a, that could be a note by me. That could be an editorialization. Mackendo's Mac meal. Of, you know what? I think that's actually kind of BS. Mackendo got the McDavid-McKinnon group. So you can only have one of those guys. You got to choose between the two. Gets named after, gets named after DGB, of course. He is a superstar. Get, He's he a is. rare. He's he's one of a kind. I don't I, I don't think that's 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 wrong. Who, there, who does what he does? He's the he's the Connor McDavid of the he athletic is. NHL. Is he? Yeah, I, think so. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, and I, and I am and I am the Brady Kachuk. You are. You are. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this thing up. Um, yeah. Before we go, I do want to plug. Um, Ian and Haley's show because they had Joel Quenville on and, yeah. and I lo- the Pan- Panthers are an interesting you know they, they dipped into American waters to talk about oh, the Panthers man. and had Joel on I didn't, didn't love that Did you, but yeah um, whatever it's stay worth out of a our, listen stay out of our territory stay out of it's our territory re- it's, re- it's really good those, yeah. The, yeah. those two did a great job with that and Quenville it's just funny to hear how like relaxed he sounded I think in that in, in that yeah. environment he sounded about as, about, as, about as chill and as open as, as, as you're going to get him they did a, they did a great job we also want to remind listeners, uh, Sean and I check out the comments section on the Athletic app after every show. We mm-hmm. want your feedback, your thoughts. I, Bruno weighed in. We talked a little bit about the RFA situation and then everybody signed uh, minutes after we posted the podcast. Uh, Bruno I, says I, – Egregiously wrong, by the way, me, in, uh, over, over a couple things. I was like, eh, really? maybe – Yeah, I was like, maybe Kaprizov doesn't sign just mm. yet. And he signed almost immediately. I, it was within an hour or two of the app going up. Well, it's hard to say now. There's no way of knowing really what you said. <laughs> Bruno says, regarding Kachuk, I think he's happy with the money the Senators are offering, but he doesn't want to sign for eight years because he probably wants to have the option to sign elsewhere yeah. sooner rather than later. No, I think I, I think we made that distinction, though. Like, like yeah. that's the godfather offer. It's eight years and $64 million. Like, whether he, whether he wants more money or wants less years or... It's it's immaterial. Like that that is the that is the biggest long you know the biggest money most year 
that he's going to see from Ottawa. Like you can quibble, you can quibble around yeah. the margins and, and debate, you know, why that situation is where it is. But if he want, if he wanted to be there, he would have signed it already. And they're not going to do any better than that. No. Um, and then one last reminder: if you want to subscribe to the Athletic, this is a good time to do it before the season starts because mm-hmm. we're flooding the zone with hockey coverage. Fifty percent off if you go to theathletic.com/slash. Hockey show, that's half off at theathletic.com slash hockey show. Sign up if you're not. We got. Mm-hmm. I've seen what's coming. It's going to be amazing. Sean, great, great chat. Good energy today out of you and Bucci. Thanks, John, for doing this too. Bucci was great. Point, 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 <laughs> point. <laughs>